0: so the deputy director at the Long Beach Museum was a vandal. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: exactly.
0: okay.
1: Just doing a show alone was like easily over 10K. Shipping and everything else, installation, the opening, flying the artists out, whatever wow. expenses were in there. So it was at least $10,000 per show. I enjoyed providing the platform. I did not enjoy the sales aspect yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like that grind and that hustle was just like, It was brutal.
0: Museum life. Is that like the retirement? (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) We would like take down all their artwork and then put up our own artwork in our house. Whatever. And like throw these like art shows like at our parents' house. And like that was like kind of how we first started. Like invite all our friends over and have these like art parties.
0: Can I ask you a dumb question about Snoop Dogg? Is there like a bad part of LBC?
1: (laughs) Kind of the way I go about with the exhibitions that their, you know, sole purpose is to educate the community so okay. yeah they're there for they're there to educate and to like um benefit the 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 uh the city and our in the long beach community at large
0: welcome to what's my thesis i am javier proenza and today my guest is paul loya he is deputy director of
1: exhibitions and collections
0: exhibitions and collections yeah. it's just i w- was worried about getting the order right <laughs> Uh, cool, man. So you, you, you are like you, you. Right now, you have a show up for, called "Ordinary People," right? Yes,
1: correct. Yeah, yeah we uh, put that. It just opened up two weeks ago on October sixth. And it's um, put together of six community first led organizations um, as guest curators in the space at the museum. So, uh, Slanguage, um with Mario Barra Jr. and Carla Diaz from Wilmington, uh, Crenshaw Dairy Mart. Adalik Studios with Ozzy Juarez and ten of those artists. Ambos Projects, um, QUA, which is a Ukrainian LGBTQ organization, okay, and uh, and People's Pottery Project. People's so,
0: Pottery product, mm-hmm. Project.
1: Yeah, so they do uh, ceramics that um, help support formerly incarcerated uh, women, um, trans, and non-binary.
0: So, so, so then there's like, um, like, is there, is it a benefit as well? Are you guys raising funds with no, the art? No, no, it, it's it, just, it's just to give visibility.
1: give visibility. Correct. Yeah. I was reading, um, Angela Davis's book, freedom is a constant struggle. And reading that she was speaking about, um, the, the systemic, systemic, systemic issue of individualism within our society and us like focusing on soul individuals as these heroic people that uplift you know that are the sole focus of these of movements and um i was thinking about that and not focusing on the community aspect of that um you know with the uh domestic workers who uh, who black domestic workers who uh rode the bus every day in that you know and so and, war, and gave martin luther like the uh the platform that he you know was able to lead the civil rights movement with um and thinking about that with about the uh the context of of institutions in the way that social uh, exhibitions had come about you know after 2020 especially and um uh, and how like individual artists were being represented in these institutions and in these shows and i was like well what about like you know these organizations that have helped support all these artists through all along this whole time you know and thinking about slang and even residency art um you know in inglewood and, and uh on Dairy jerry martin all these you know groups that were just doing these amazing things and i was like why don't we do a show that where we invite them to be um to be to create exhibitions about their mission at the at the museum so anyway so we created this show about that yeah so you know it was a it was a great it took you know there was different iterations of the show that kind of you know different forms Um, and we, our curatorial, uh, team, you know, had a lot of meetings about what the show would look like and, um, and really defining which groups would be, you know, participate, we only had so much space, you know, in in each organization got a gallery. And then there's also, you know, these neutral walls that are in this, that are in the museum. And I wanted those activated so that way there'd be a little bit of, um, uh, interconnectedness and, and integration within the groups. So that, yeah.
0: So you were mentioning Slanguage, because what, what, mm-hmm. I I invited uh, Mario. I'm sorry, I haven't emailed you. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it just it, yeah, this year got hectic, sure. And, uh, and I it was just easier to do like directly on Instagram, yeah. But uh, he seems like a very busy man, so I didn't he want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what is
1: Slanguage? Slanguage S- is a uh, it, it's a an organization in uh, in Wilmington, they provide, you know, artist residencies, um, workshops and further for the community educational workshops. And um, I met Mario back in, gosh, 2004 or 2005. I was doing a, a Getty internship when I was in college um, at 18th Street Art Center. And mm-hmm. within that, within that, that, um, uh, what do you call it? program, you get like a mentor in and in a, with a bunch of different other interns from around different colleges in Southern California. And, uh, Carla Diaz was my mentor person for that group. And, uh, so we, part of that, you'd meet once a month with this group. And then like the mentor would take you around, um, places within LA, uh, cultural sites or other places like that, um, that they got, they got to, they got to ch- choose and Carla and Mario took us to like you know, a bottle shop in Highland Park, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then there was like a muffler shop that they took us to places that were just not, you know, and really like unorthodox type of places that, um, but it was fascinating. And they took us to their, they had had a barber shop at the time. That was a slanguage artisan residency program in Chinatown. And they took us there and um, the actual residency was the barber chair, you know, it was a, it was a drawing, a residency. So, so you would
0: sit at the chair and draw from you, that perspective. Mm-hmm, nice, yeah. Nice. And
1: then, the, and, you know, and in, inside that space was all that, what they had on display were, um, uh, pen and ink drawings, you know, on bandanas from incarcerated individuals at the time so oh, wow. yeah and so then but then the artist would sit in the chair and then activate the chair and i was like and i was working at 18th street art center which is an art a traditional artist residency program uh with you know where artists would get a traditional white space you know to activate and so coming from that and seeing what mario and Carla are doing just completely no, that's pretty dope yeah it was like you know t- completely just re maybe rethink the way that you know a residency program could be and um and i followed mario you know at that time mario i think had done uh, a show at LACMA where he had done a um, installation for the Belmont Tunnel and it yeah. was like this huge plexiglass wall and he invited you know other graffiti artists to like activate the space and um, really you know had you know um, uh, different than other exhibitions at the time that were happening around Los Angeles. So
0: I mean that's interesting. Are you are you grew up in LA? Are you originally in? Uh, I grew up in Long Beach actually. In Long Beach. Yeah. Okay. So so. You, so. What? Tell me a little bit about that scene because I've had a few people on, but it seems like you've been there. longer than more than like you know people that just moved there
1: (laughs) yeah no i mean i grew up there since like yeah forever i went to elementary school there and then in college uh me and my friends like we all lived within that space now a lot of them own homes there and stuff so oh wow so it's like you know so it's 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 people stay in long beach it's a very um it has its own like art scene um i actually like when i lived in long beach but i'd move i We'd commute up to Santa Monica and work at art galleries in, in L.A. And so for my entire career, I was doing that. But commuting back to Long Beach, I loved being there because it was just kind of a step out of L.A., you know. But, and
0: are you an artist in any capacity? Do you have a practice of your own? Or- I, I did. You know, I went to college
1: for drawing and painting. I went to Biola University um, and I got my BFA from there um and then after college i was doing uh like me and my friends were doing an artist collective around like orange county and i was like helping you know curate and doing that type of thing but and then i jumped let me backtrack that because while i was in college i I moved to new york and did a semester through bethel university in minnesota they had a they had a resident they had like um i guess like an offsite campus in New York that they had where they invited okay. like 12 students from around country, from other private universities to attend this, um, this program. And in there you did your regular studio practice along with some like art history classes, but essentially it was like your, your, like Manhattan was your campus. So we'd have like art history classes, like at the Met and MoMA and stuff. It was, it was great. But in that you got a, uh, an internship of whatever you wanted to do. And so I wanted to work in art galleries. And so I worked at Max protest gallery in Chelsea.
0: And this, how, how did you start in those spaces? Like, were you, was, were like, you was it oh, security? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> security. Yeah. No,
1: uh, I was, um, I was actually, it dates me. I was actually like, or my job was like organize slides. So oh, okay, okay. yeah. So they would like, I would run to like the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the photo lab and go pick up the slides, like on 23rd street and then come back and then like sit there with my box and just like file slides. And so that was my job but it was great i fell in love with the art business of it like at that at, at that exact moment and uh and so when i came back to la because there's only like a nine-month program i came back and i started working for mark moore gallery and so okay. and i worked at bergamot station and i interned for him and then i ended up working there for a few years so and that was like while i was in college and then uh, and i still had my art practice like yeah after i got out of college i was doing um art shows with with this like little collective of, of us like post-grad kids and um and then yeah but then I got I think like in like 2000 and I kept on working in art galleries and then I think like in 2007 I decided that I really wanted to open up my own space and oh, Okay and I felt like at that time it was kind of weird like you had to make a, de- a decision whether you're going to be like a dealer or like an artist because if you weren't if you're doing both then you couldn't really do the fairs you know and like oh, they wouldn't let you And the, I, it wasn't they wouldn't let you it was just kind of like taboo or something yeah. it was, you know
0: it was like you just like now it, people just put their own work in Oh surely totally. no all it's it's amazing you know
1: I think like I think of like Adam Miller and like in the pit and they really like you know they were, I think they were one of the galleries that kind of really like helped redefine that you know that notion uh and other collectives too um but it's it was um it was so anyway so I so I decided to put my and I realized that my talents were better suited towards um providing a platform for artists than it was like making my own work so and it was like my own personal decision and so I just did that and
0: I, uh, no no I mean it's admirable I'm just always curious yeah. about that I mean dude being an artist sucks <laughs> <laughs> if you can get out get right, out get out <laughs> <laughs> no no i totally Public service you, announcement you probably making better money than most <laughs> of us you know
1: but it was uh it was you know and so i did i did that and i worked at you know peter fetterman gallery after mark's gallery and then um worked there for like gosh like seven or eight years and then opened my own space in on la cienega in 2013 and had that space for five years and then uh close that down because the rent was like yeah, the rent. wait so there. that
0: was near near what was like uh, where Laxart and all of those yeah. plumbing posts so I'm were you gonna, did you overlap with them
1: yeah i was all i was there like while they were what all was the space called it was this paul loya gallery it was my oh i know. think
0: I, i've probably been there yeah. Ju- yeah, yeah yeah
1: it was like it was kind of tucked away in the back we had a courtyard um okay God, the Catherine katherine cone i don't remember her she had a space in the front and yeah, then yeah. uh Yeah, and so there's, like, a tiny space in the back that they had for rent. And the rent was, like, really cheap at the time. Like, I didn't expect to... Oh, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, so cheap. And so I got in there uh, at at a great time. And then... But then it got... Yeah, I think when I left, my landlord wanted to raise it to like seventy five hundred or something like that, and yeah. I got in like at like twenty two, and so it was um seventy
0: five hundred yeah, a month, something like that. Yeah, for that Damn, space, and it was crazy. no wonder that whole scene died. Yeah, it was insane. That's the thing about the speculative element of like L A, where it's like they Yeah, come, we, we, you know, we want to raise all the all yeah. the values, and then once they're raised, that people just get kicked out. And he owned know? like the, the landlord owned like the entire street. Yeah, so it was just like this
1: one guy who just. So I closed that space down, and then I started working at the museum. Like I just applied, I, to that. I just oh, applied really? there, yeah, um, randomly. But yeah.
0: well, I I mean I I moved to L.A. around two thousand eight, okay. and and that like that like I moved to Culver City specifically mm. because it was right there. Yeah, and at the time that seemed to be the spot. It had like uh, um Chung had kind of. Fallen out of favor would used to be the big scene, and Very then apparently, do you know uh, Mario Va- uh, Vasquez? Yeah, Mario's Art World. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would be like, I would, I would, I would feel a little <laughs> like your your cred is a little sus because <laughs> that dude is everywhere. He is. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, absolutely. Where'd you move from?
0: Uh, Miami. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the when I left Miami was, or actually, a little after I left Miami was doing stuff like uh, uh, Gucci, Vuitton, oh. and the, like those galleries that yeah. were like. That got sued by uh i don't i don't know the details too well they they they, they got a cease and desist yeah <laughs> sure I'm sure they but did. like that tells you a little bit about the miami yeah oh my god <laughs> the only time
1: i ever go to miami is just for basel and I are didn't... you going
0: this year i'm gonna be there
1: uh, i don't know uh
0: i mean maybe it's, it's the same as every year it is you know, it's just like, you...
1: like we go to, we go to mexico city every
0: year and yeah, that's yeah. kind of
1: like the more exciting fair that we go to it's Long nice. B,
0: as the as the museum yeah oh okay so,
1: yeah um our director like loves to go down there and so he's like let's you know and we go to zona mako a material so yeah it's but great.
0: but you guys are a museum so what's do you do you're not like in the market in the same way that like a gallery is right? No, so yeah. you, uh, what how does the how does that can you break that down yeah. a little bit for me
1: uh, basically I you know i go we go and visit the fairs and just to kind of see what's happening and take kind of temperature of what, what the artists that are out there and just kind of i just i take notes as the curator um of artists that i see and then we go visit the museums and i think um that's probably the uh the best part about it is seeing like what, when you're in Mexico. When you're in Mexico, yeah, see what they have on display
0: and Well, stuff. I just meant more broadly. I I know we were going sure. off of the Mexico, so sorry yeah, for yeah. the confusion. Oh, but yeah. I, I meant more more broadly, like what would what, what defines like what's the difference definition wise? I mean I I, I have an intuitive sense of what? Of, of like, what of the difference between a gallery and a museum. Oh. You know, but like essentially like how, like I guess the question would be like the galleries make money through yes. through the art market. Right. And we're
1: what, a non profit and so we're non Yeah and the kind the way i go about with the exhibitions that their you know sole purpose is to educate the community okay. so yeah they're there for they're there to educate and to like um benefit the 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 uh the city and in in the long beach community at large so cool. yeah so that's kind of like the way I, I um gauge it you know and create and then when i think about exhibitions i'm gonna put together like okay like how is this going to uh yeah benefit the community in any way so
0: i'm really impressed that you had a space in uh in in, i mean i'm pretty (laughs) sure i probably went there like i I must have because i I would go there all the time Mm -hmm. but um but that that's cool so then was that was that that was more in the gallery realm for you like you were you were hustling the art market so you've done both
1: yeah i've done both
0: which uh, would you, or is or is is does museum life is that like the retirement? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great now. I love, like I love that you didn't get offended. No, not at all. It's fantastic. No,
1: uh it's great. you know, I love uh I love being able to do my job do, you know, provide artists like space, especially in the museum and helping their careers move along and um in 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 showing you know educating the community on you know works i think are important but yeah but i didn't enjoy i enjoyed providing the platform i did not enjoy the sales aspect of it you know like that grind and that hustle was just like it was brutal yeah um, especially
0: if you like there's very few there's only one artist that i know that is like a killer salesperson. Sure. Yeah, you know, and she's like, she's she started her own company. I'm gonna to try to interview her. Soon. Oh, nice. But uh, she, yeah, she she just like she does she does the selling or she she acquires pieces for oh, okay. for, for uh, customers. But like oh, amazing. But like I'm an like, art advisor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I I, I love that, how convoluted the way right? I said it. <laughs> do this thing like, oh, she does this so- thing it's so abstract to me as an artist who doesn't think about these things i'm like so impressed but uh yeah so so yeah i mean the, the whole art world is so interesting mm-hmm. in, in that but but i like i i like the cozy it's like uh it's like tenure it's almost yeah, you know really like you don't have to sell <laughs> no it's, i
1: love that part of being i love being able to uh just do my job provide the you know i feel like i really like at the core of it like what i wanted to do for a living was provide artists a platform um and you know even like selling i wasn't a great you know when i was working at a gallery i think i was working at mark's gallery i was like oh crap like i needed like learn how to sell and so i so like part-time i went and started working at steve madden selling women's shoes yeah, yeah so i yeah, was yeah. like i got to sell something and figure out what that strategy is that's, and a so good,
0: I, that's a good move though. yeah
1: so i went and did that for like i think a year whatever and sold women's shoes for a year in south coast plaza wow. and so that was you know somebody but then so i learned how to do that and then learning from mark selling and you, women's
0: shoes you, is also <laughs> li- I'm <seems> high stress <laughs> yes, it, was. it was
1: it was very it was, it was like something they really really like
0: <laughs> and you're a dude yeah exactly
1: so but it was it was it was a fun it was a fun job uh in college so yeah um but uh so
0: were you so was there like any like punk diy stuff that you did in in long beach or was that scene happening concurrent with what you were doing and then you went to frequent it like um, i'm trying to get a sense of like long beach long beach growing up as a scene because it seems yeah. like like i mean unfortunately a lot of what i hear on the show is mm-hmm. people commuting up to la mm-hmm. which is a nice thing about yeah. long beach because long beach is a lot more chill
1: yeah <laughs> it very much so and then the i mean there's not like i mean i commute up to la because there was and people always ask me like why don't you open a gallery here i was like well there's not really the market that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. that's that's in la you know you can't unless you yeah. and the rents aren't you know the rents are a little bit cheaper but they're not um anything crazy you know where you just can do that where you can like just forgo making a ma- like not making sales for an entire month you know yeah so um so i just so I always commuted up to la but i mean like i mean i'm 42 so i missed like that whole you know the bastard um, the- running marathons <laughs> jesus christ
0: i was like no nah, he's like he can't be my age <laughs>
1: well i started running marathons to like quit smoking and drinking so okay yeah i was like i'm gonna destroy
0: my body you're not helping me feel (laughs) better about like what i'm talking about right now
1: (laughs) just like put that energy into something else and so yeah yeah. but uh but no but it was i I missed like that mark of um you know that era of like a real like the like the punk scene of long beach that like i hear about you know in all that type of thing but um, so there was one though there was one yeah for sure i mean like um, gosh, I think they're like, there's a documentary about uh the descendants and stuff and i mean i mean there was it was like a whole you know huge punk scene back in the 80s and stuff okay. so yeah um so you're thinking
0: like, more like art punk punk art related cuz yeah. i know that in the 70s I, i'm literally listening to a thing about the screamers i don't know oh, you're, yeah you oh you know them i don't I mean, know I, I mean i know no, the, personally. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know the band yeah yeah no i mean i i had never heard of them but it does seem like like it was interesting it's interesting to hear the these members be interviewed because mm. they kept talking about like like they said that uh, Beck's father or someone or uncle or somebody was like a fulcrum artist or no. uh, Yeah. Or something like that. And then, and like, basically like all of their reference points, even though they're a band were like, were art related, like, you know, like we're art kids is what they kept saying. And I'm like, so like, it seems like just a bunch of uh, dudes (laughs) or people that were like, Art school kids yeah. were like, you know what, let's make art music, you know, yeah. and that became their thing.
1: Yeah, well, I think that like, that's interesting because I think about like skate culture and DIY and in the, in the, like that was kind of my generation was, you know, yeah. I grew up skateboarding in Long Beach and in, in that uh, in that scene. And it's like so many and so many kids came out of skateboarding and became, you know, artists and kind of integrated into that you know yeah, and
0: yeah. so um yeah, yeah. And that in the the street art show at uh, at the getty there was like oh, a yeah. whole section all about that you yeah know? yeah in, and on both coasts too right but yeah. um yeah
1: but we're working on like well, we're doing in the in february we're doing ed templeton do you know uh, ed Tem- yeah, yeah i'm familiar with yeah. the name uh he's a photographer and painter but he was a professional skateboarder um through the late 80s into like the 90s and then 2000s um but he had started the company toy machine oh yeah and so um but when i was like pitching that show to my director i was like oh yeah look like i had my first issue of transworld skateboarding from like sixth grade
0: so you used to skate yeah
1: oh, okay, and so okay. i was like I was like, oh look at you know like this was my first introduction to like really contemporary art because ed had like the pro spotlight you know the center sex centerfold and yeah. then in that was like all of his drawings that were on the uh on the margins of the pages yeah. and so i was like and then you know now those same drawings and paintings are like at like robert's projects and stuff like that you know and so yeah. um and then he had just done Jonah the cover of GQ style and for junk with Jonah Hill and so anyway so it was, and it was like the same thing so it was like the show our director like oh yeah look at this Was like 1996 or whatever 1995 or yeah whatever you're graduated and then uh this is like now and so yeah it's still he's still doing the same thing and but now like but he took it to the next level of um or you know continued his passion for art and really like went with it into, and brought it into the fine art world instead of yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. well it's it's interesting it's it's crazy to live in a time after like it's or it's hard to imagine a time before like keith herring and all Mm -hmm. of those like really you know basquiat and and, and things where we're, we're like oh yeah like banksy yawn <laughs> i've seen it done before yeah. you know but it's uh also banksy's like yeah is <laughs> maybe a little bit more heavy-handed <laughs> right yeah <laughs> although uh, although herring was direct yeah but it but but it, it's interesting i mean i think maybe maybe what makes it a little bit maybe, maybe what makes banksy a little bit more obnoxious is the irony mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and because like we might be in a in a in a moment where like, maybe that was cool at one point, but like, I think like, you know, it's maybe since like the mid (laughs) two thousands. Right. After that, it was just like, ah, whatever. Like I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well,
1: after like that, you know, the, uh, I don't know, people like capitalizing on it so much and then people are stripping it off the walls and it just became, I don't know, it just lost its uniqueness, you know, became a novelty and just people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, The commodification of that Mm -hmm. in the first place, right? And then, like, it being, I guess, I guess Banksy would be maybe like this oversaturation of that. Oh, yeah. um, Of that idea. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, did you have a particular topic? I I like your kicks, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Those aren't Air Force Ones. What are those? No,
1: these are, um, are they Nike Rochers? But they were like, they integrated them into Cortez's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but they're, I, but yeah, I forgot, I forgot what year I bought. I collect.
0: Welcome I, to sneaker talk.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not like a sneakerhead, but I just I buy. Uh, my wife always makes fun. She's like, you buy so many shoes. I'm like, I like shoes. and yeah, So yeah, I, just, yeah. I just have like a closet full of them. But I'm not like a true like sneakerhead where I'm out there like you know like no, no. sourcing and trying to get the drop and all that kind of stuff. No, like, no, that's not, insane. Yeah. That's insanity. <laughs> like
0: yeah. I I I I I also keep it cheap too. Yeah. You know, like but it's nice to have stylish like yes, like really you know like because people don't know like no. unless you're a sneakerhead you don't care no. yeah you're just like oh those sneakers look nice yeah and i like
1: <laughs> i like clean my shoes so yeah. Yeah, I, yeah every night so like i've had these for i think over 10 years whatever and oh so no keep, shit i just keep them wow. nice so, wow yeah Anyways, so you're thanks. not
0: doing any art installing <laughs> no
1: <laughs> not these <laughs> days but also This last exhibition we were we were like everybody for ordinary people was like hands on deck like just putting up everything so it was how big was, is the staff is it like um well like our curatorial team is like there's myself and Susie marquez and amanda baker amanda baker or Susie's our registrar and then Su- amanda Baker's is my curatorial assistant and she also helps with registrar so like we're a team of like three of like mm-hmm. our tight and then um and then our prep crew so like you know our curatorial team is probably mm, at max when we have everybody on from on call on like probably like maybe eight to ten. So oh wow. It's a small team. So um yeah, so it was quite quite an undertaking to do this show. I really appreciated the team effort to put it all together because yeah, everybody yeah. was I mean, Susie and Amanda who usually just do all the the checklists and um art conditioning were like on the you know, it was like five or four forty five and the show opened at five and like duct taping wires to the ground, whatever. <laughs> I was just like,
0: Thank you. Those finishing like, touches. Oh my gosh. It yeah. was just
1: like we were just it was like just such a scramble, but it worked out. So um but, but did, yeah.
0: did you have a topic that you wanted to get into i, I know yeah i know i prompted you for one no. i don't want to deny you? you the opportunity no you're the host you oh did, no no, <laughs> no i'm just i'm just saying sometimes people want to have a specific oh. thing that they've been working on no. they,
1: yeah i mean like the I mean, the ordinary people show was a great you know that's what somebody i've been working on for the past year and just uh, i'm really happy that it came together and that people are responding to it and um it and uh, and the way that, the outcome of it, you know, uh, and all the, and working with all of those organizations has been phenomenal. So mm. yeah, it's really been an honor to work with all of them.
0: But. So then, so, okay. So then what is your, like, what is your take? Did you, did you go to the new, um, the, to the made in LA show? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what what's your take on that show? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Cause I have some thoughts I can lead with my thoughts if you I, want, or do I, you, or do you feel comf- confident? Well, I don't because I didn't see
1: all of it. I went to, I went to opening night and the oh, line yeah. the line to get into like I saw one of the galleries and then the next one the line was like a like ra- I think it wrapped all the way around and I was like I literally don't have time to like yeah, yeah, do this no, the whole no. thing I'll come back and then cuz even yeah. going into one of the galleries it was it was you know it was um it was amazing but what was your what was your take if you feel comfortable oh, speaking to it
0: No no I mean it, it's interesting to to see it it kind of uh one of the things that well, it's I, I, I one of the things that always catches me or i always forget about it is that it's not necessarily about people that are from LA mm. although it is, does include that mm-hmm. it is a survey of people that so uh it's an, in that context it's interesting to see what is what is not necessarily happening in LA because I Mm -hmm. think that things are happening outside of the context of that. It's a very figurative show, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, do you know Elmer, Mm -hmm. Elmer, um,
1: Elmer Guevara? Guevara. Yeah. yeah. He's in our, he's in the ordinary people show
0: too. Oh, he is. Oh, okay.
1: He has a piece in that show.
0: Yeah. So he was saying that he was pointing out when I talked to him that the, um, that like he's having some success right now Mm -hmm. because, uh, figurative work is, is kind of, uh, coming back which was right. an interesting thing to observe because i hadn't really thought about that yeah, you know like i am not i'm obviously not actively yeah. in the uh in the market you know pursuing the mar- uh, like sales in the market right now right because i'm doing this <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like it it is an interesting thing to go see that show and then just get a sense of what's happening but also like feel like um like I had the wall text was kind of rough, mm-hmm. you know, like I, there, there was a, there was a, a lot of, um, like a lot of stuff like, you know, like, uh, this, the, the, there was phraseology there that, or mm. that I thought was like, was considered cringe like 10 years ago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and someone pointed out that is probably to make it more accessible, right? which is interesting to think about because then that means that like people that are, um, like like the broad spectrum arc just catching on to like the the way that people were writing about art like 10 mm-hmm. years ago you know things like uh the her work stands between the intersection of this and this and i'm like oh my god dude like i thought we were done with that like there's so many other ways of saying that kind of thing yeah. you know yeah so that was interesting to me too but i get why it's like that yeah. i get i get it's like you know yeah it's it's you you're you're not selling you're educating so i i making it accessible but But,
1: yeah and i i agree with that because even when we create wall text like for things like i my my intention is to be for not just the art community but for the community abroad you know and it's like and so we try to make it into as accessible within more i guess like layman terms you know i guess yeah you know? but i think
0: that, that that there's a difference between layman terms and cliches Sure. yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah <laughs> i think the intersection yeah. of two things you could say that so many different ways i'm worried now that i've, I've talked about this before i'm yeah. worried that i've said this on the podcast before <laughs> and now i'm just boring people no, no, but it's... but but it but it's interesting shows like that are interesting you know yeah. like shows on that scale obviously because they're museum shows mm-hmm. and they're uh, you know, I, and I liked, I liked the the, the work there, but it, it it's, it's always kind of like you can, in theory, go to one of those shows one year and just not feel it just because you're not feeling the mm-hmm. vibe of the broader art market, you right. know, like essentially, which is a weird way to think about it instead mm-hmm. of being like, like, um, upset about the cycles of things. Like, I remember I went to Art Basel one time and there were like a million drawings of porn. Oh yeah. You know, and like, and how those things just kind of get caught up in the zeitgeist or they're, they, they start to sell. I don't know. Is, is it it, like, there's There's always like a theme every year. something, you know, you can always point out like, Oh, like, Yeah.
1: What was it one like a couple years ago? It's a good uh, thing
0: there was no fairs during COVID.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Sorry. Right. No, but saying? there was
1: like that you know, I think one year it was like I was like, Oh, like there's a lot of galleries showing, you know, abstract linear work, you know, and yeah, that's yeah, it. you're yeah. like, Oh, okay, you know, and so you just kind of you pick up or one year it was uh, a lot of fiber works, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: remember that. Yeah. That yeah. And you're <laughs> like,
1: Oh, interesting. like every booth had at least like one fiber artist in there. And you're like, this must be a thing, you know, a trend that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. And so, but, um, but yeah, you know, the, but I mean, it was good. It was nice to see a uh, Long Beach artist in the made in LA show, like Tina, uh, Tita Whitney Leck, who actually were showing, mm-hmm. um, we have two campuses at the museum. We have an ocean, uh, ocean campus, which is, um, the original campus that was built in 19, uh, well, the house was built in 1912. And then there's like a exhibition hall that was built in the, in 2000. And so that's our ocean campus. And then downtown, we, we have a downtown campus on third and Elm. And that has, uh, that was built or so that, that opened in 2018. Yeah. So, so Tita's in that it will have a show, a solo exhibition in the in the downtown campus. Oh nice. So yeah, and then Christopher Suarez.
0: And Ooh. downtown is not that far from the ocean either. No, it's <laughs> no, it's like one mile from the from the ocean
1: campus. And then like literally the I think it's on third. So it goes third two th- uh two one. And uh. then the ocean. So yeah, so it's right there. <laughs> it's right, right there. It's amazing like the proximity to the ocean to like affordable uh What places to live, you know, like I remember my first apartment in Long Beach, I think was like on first street in Gaviota and it was like one street over and it was like, I was like, Oh, there's the, the bluff and the ocean and I'm paying i'm paying this for rent i'm like this is crazy so
0: well i think also the the beach was maybe more associated with bohemian lifestyles at, at a certain sure. point because it wasn't venice Beach like venice beach right now is like bougie oh, yeah. hippies but i i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think when jim morrison was there it probably wasn't like fancy <laughs> no not at all i think it was jim morrison that was there but uh-huh. yeah
1: um yeah yeah the doors were all were from were from venice, venice yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so
0: and then, um, like i also feel like during the days of white man can't jump like in the early 90s <laughs> venice was also not that hip <laughs> i don't and know yeah that's I, just my perception as someone from miami because right? <laughs> like that, that's one of the things i'm like i'm going to miami in november or uh mm. and um and i'm like i like i'm having fantasies of just like blue water mm. and i forgot like it's you know i i've took ten years f- before going back the last time, and this time I'm like, you know what there is something to this, yeah, I just got kind of tired of how hot it was and whatnot but yeah. um but yeah man, like the l a is like l a ocean v- vibes it's like iconic, <laughs> but it's like it's not as satisfying to me as like some of the oceans uh, like as as the uh, as the East coast, you yeah. know, like as the, as, as the Atlantic. Interesting. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not to diss on, 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 <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> on, on your home, uh, beach, <laughs> beach resort, but that, I mean, either way, like people in the Midwest that have art galleries are mad that you have a ocean campus. Right? I know. Yeah. Right. I know
1: it's, uh, it's, you kind of take it for granted, but it's just like,
0: Oh yeah, the ocean's like
1: right there. The, yeah, the, yeah. Even the museum sits right on the bluff. So it's a, like my office looks at the ocean. So yeah, every yeah. day, so it's kind of, it's nice. Um and some I grew up surfing and so that's like nice to be right next to the ocean like every day and have that have that time, you know, and be there. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I was I was thinking when you were talking about skating, I was like that one that's one of the things about Miami. Like we didn't have any surfing because the waves are bad. And like the skating out here, like you see like the average skater is much better. Yeah. You know, oh, just yeah. because the culture was so much bigger. Whereas I think that like everywhere else, it just kind of trickled.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was uh, I mean, I think like Southern California was kind of like the epicenter, especially yeah, when yeah. I was growing up, like Huntington beach was like the space to be at, you know, and I mean, San Francisco too, um, you know, had its own scene and then New York had its own scene too. Um, but definitely southern california was like you know well i mean that's the like kind of where they originated from yeah so yeah. um but uh but yeah
0: so. and then were you were you in that uh in the realm of the um vert skaters or was that no. dy- it was already street by the time you, you got into it because we're around the same age yeah, yeah I just, it, was,
1: uh... it was street when there was definitely a uh you know there was a a divide yeah, yeah. you know you know you go to the skate shop you buy either you're like like, oh how much vert does that skate video have versus like how much street does it have oh really and okay so, so like, you were right they, yeah so like, like oh and then so they would tell us you know and that's so, like
0: pre-internet po- <laughs> yeah oh, yeah it was like
1: 411 you know and that was like which was like a video skate magazine you know at the time and um and we'd buy those and so that usually had a lot more street skating in it but yeah, it was definitely more we did all like yeah we didn't do any vert because I mean having a having a half pipe around was just not a thing you know people I mean back in the 80s when I was Younger, like they're people, kids, you know, uh, guys had like half pipes in their backyard. And I think even I grew up near Lakewood and so I remember Lakewood had a skate park too and stuff like that at, at a time. And then that got destroyed, I think, in like 83 or 84 or something like that. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Man. But anyways, yeah. Wait, but, but
0: you're 42. So you must have been like, what, three years old? Yeah, exactly. I it's wasn't, so, I wasn't so, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now it's like a Fuddruckers. Remember Fuddruckers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's still the, around? No, okay. now, it's closed now. But, oh, okay. anyways, but, but now yeah. it's a closed Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers, Fuddruckers yeah, <laughs> Fuddruckers is the hamburger spot. So yeah, now where that's they
0: the, just used to have like cow yeah. like, carcasses <laughs> yeah. like yeah i think i understand why that should die right? yeah. <laughs> it's like a very 1950s oh, view yeah. of like yeah look at the meats <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: <laughs> exactly it was like it was funny but yeah so that, so i mean it was uh so yeah, we just grew up. We grew up street skating, and so it was, it was fun. Though you know, we just would skateboard everywhere and just kind of be a part of that culture. It was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So and yeah. then when
0: did you do you think that that like was that your intro into art? Like when you started? Because that's it, a pretty big. Uh, no, like, were you were you a graph artist? Or, no,
1: not at all. I uh, I was just like. Um, I mean, I just drew from like a young age, you know, I was just kind like oh, yeah. drawing. My mom was really the one that like really pushed me into doing art. It's actually when I graduated high school, I wanted to become a cop. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have the mustache for it. I guess
1: so. It's the only thing that stuck with me. But uh, that would pass for a cop these days. But um, no, it was like, I I was like, well, I'm going to, I didn't want to work behind a desk. And so, uh, and I was like, well, a cop, you don't, you know, you're in a car, you're like on the street, you're like working with people. I could do that. I was like, and then you get to retire early. And then I could like surf for the rest of my life, you know. And that was like surfing that,
0: cop. That was like that was my. <laughs>
1: those, you, those, you, were, those, were, those were the things that made that made all work together. Point Break point had a big break, impact
0: yeah. on you. Oh, I oh my god! <laughs> totally, absolutely.
1: My dad showed me that movie at a very at a young age. It so was impressionable. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck,
0: dude? That that movie it had it was. In it's fact, amazing. That movie was so good yeah. that it started a new franchise, Fast yeah. and the Furious, because it's exactly the same. The first franchise is Fast it? The, I never yeah. put those two together. That's it's, amazing. It's it's instead of surfing, it's cars. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Literally that's to right. the yeah, end yeah. to the end, it's like a beat for beat. It, <laughs> he gives him a car instead of giving him a surfboard.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. So yeah, but that was a uh, that was my that was and my mom was like. So I went to like I even went to Golden West College, which was in Huntington Beach, to go to the police academy.
0: Oh and, wow! And so I, you were like serious? I was about like, I'm this. gonna do this. Oh and man, then, I'm I'm so suspicious yeah. of you now. I know, right?
1: Shady. So, uh, but uh, no, then my mom was if like, You
0: told me you sold, sold drugs. I'd be like, Oh, yeah, what's okay, up, dude? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I, you know, I was like, But I, I took my mom's like, Oh, take a take an art class, then take your criminal law class. And I was yeah. like, Okay. And I hated my criminal law class. And my teacher was just like, Just not great and just mean and kind of a dick. And I was just yeah. like, This isn't cool. Um, and like, you know, like
0: was, c- like a cop. Like a cop <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: like, t- you know, you just see him like just taking his work home with it, you know, it was yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, spe- yeah. him speaking to that. And I was like, there's no way I could do that for the rest yeah, of my yeah. life. So, you're, um, you're,
0: you're going to be traumatized and you're, while you're yeah. surfing, you're going to be like seeing blood. Yeah. You know, it's like
1: <laughs> going to totally just ruin everything. So I, um, so I, I, I loved my, my art class. My, uh, my drawing teacher was amazing. And so I just kind of stuck with that and I just mm-hmm. kind of switched over majors and, uh, well, you it was there's community colleges. They just kind of, I just took all the art and i ended up taking all the art classes, never joined the police Academy. And yeah. yeah and yeah. so I just did all that. And then, uh, yeah, and then I went to end up going to Biola and did did art there. But um, but yeah, and then I was making. But then like I think going to a community college, like I was just I met up with some old friends and we were they were a bunch of artists and we were. You know, it was like when street art was really taking off, like when Shepard Fairey was really coming up and people mm-hmm. were wheat pasting everything, and that was really like my intro into like making my, into my own like practice because I felt like. I I mean, I've watched growing up, watching with style wars and wild style and, in the graffiti scene from the East coast. I was like, Oh cool. But I didn't feel like I was never like in a tagging or anything like that or or graph. And so I didn't feel like that. I feel like that was a very, um, closed community that I couldn't, like, I couldn't access, you know? And so I, um, but through like wheat pasting, it became, now you had like this ready, you know, this photocopy and this ready-made that you could just like post up anywhere. And I feel like anybody could really, um, could could participate in that and so-, so
0: so the the deputy director at the long beach museum was a vandal <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly okay. <laughs> but we never like we never hard-hitting journalism every- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you so- never you never you only did it on your own fences <laughs> no yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. only fucked up your mom's <laughs> shit <Yeah. laughs> only put this we based on your car um, but no, yeah,
1: we just but we we just we would like hand out like fly- we'd like photocopy flyers and like hand them out and stuff like that, and just do this like gorilla stuff, you know it was like kind of weird and just I don't know, but it, it was fun, we just would and that was like also how we kind of started curating shows um, or how I kind of like got an intro into curating was like our parents would go out of town and then we would like take down all their artwork and then put up our own artwork in <laughs> our house whatever, and like throw these like art shows like at yeah. our parents' house, and like that was like kind of how we first started like. And invite all our friends over and have these like art parties. And That's it was, funny. And it was like, and so I was like, oh, this is fun. Like you know, and so um, that sounds
0: exactly like the kind of thing your parents would be most upset about, right? <laughs> like you did it's what? Like, but you, you like, took <laughs> down everything, everything, everything. Yeah. just all the trinkets. You just stash them, and you probably didn't have like the curatorial or the uh, art handling skills to put oh, tape on and stuff. It's just no. like
1: I just put it on the walls. And like one time, I think a friend of mine, he like, he wanted to put like a a bike rack. <laughs> and, and, thing. and so he like he was at his house, thank God, and he like drag like had taken a bike rack from a school, like one of the big long ones, and like drug it through his like front. Oh door. not like
0: a car bike rack. Like the, no. the ones that are you just like yeah,
1: you put your bike in and you bolt yeah. it to, like, the guy at school. It's and like, not the
0: fancy ones that are new now. No. Like the, yeah, yeah no. like one of
1: those. So, he had, like, this huge metal thing that he, yeah, like, yeah. drug it through his entry hall. Like, he had wood floors and just totally just, like, scratched the shit out of his floor. You know, so, anyways, but um, thank God it was his house and not yeah. my, <laughs> parents house my parents' house. My parents would have killed me. But um, but it was fun. You know, it was, it was a great way to, like, yeah, to, like, be kind of DIY and just kind of figuring it out, you know, as a... As a um you know as a young artist and trying to like figure out how this art you know just if you don't if you don't have um access to these galleries like just do it yourself yeah yeah. so so it's been always that's kind of my mindset on everything, you know? So, yeah. And but, then
0: when, when did you, how was the decision? Was it a hard decision? Did you just get bored of making stuff? Like, uh, when did you break free? When did I break free? From, <laughs> from, from the burden of having to make honestly, things? Honestly, it was like
1: and, a, it was a very like hard decision. It was like in, I remember it was like in 2007 and I was like, I'm going to like stop making art and I'm going to just like create an art, like, create a stable of artists and and pursue opening a space. And so it took me about, or was it 2010 sorry it took me like no, it was 2010 because it took me like mm. three years to do that you know and to like create capital and um it and checks cre-
0: out because that's when that scene was bumping
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it was like 2010 and that was like it was going to like like flying like oh and i'd go on work trips like i would just go do studio visits with other artists and kind of see things that were around and then just like collect names and then go visit them and then they and invite them to be like I'm going to open a gallery up in uh in 2013 like you know mm-hmm. they put a hard date on it and just kind of set those goals and just kind of started just checking off the boxes so
0: yeah you, you know what i just realized uh-huh. is that um uh, that that scene probably died when the um uh, when what what year was it that your rent went up by that much 2000 uh, no 2018 18? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, because around 2017, my rent, 2016 2017 my rent went up like by 300 dollars. yeah like my home rent because mm-hmm. it's not and and so i think what would really change that scene is just that metro line mm-hmm. that the the blue line once yeah. they put that station right there yeah. like you know everything you couldn't buy food for less than ten dollars anymore Seriously? everything was like 15 it was it got pretty wild that dirt
1: lot that's underneath la cienega right there or jefferson uh-huh I mean, that was just like I mean. That was dirt forever. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. then now it's like you know all these like bougie restaurants. Yeah, And, just yeah. Like, you're and like, ice
0: cream that's like way too expensive. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like what? Like this used to be dirt, you know. Yeah, and now it's
1: and, now, and even that where the um where KLOS used to be, you know, there was that radio station mm-hmm. that was right there. Uh, you know that got leveled and that became uh you know I think a like a twenty three story high rise with like vacant businesses now. Mm-hmm. You know that are at, that are like offering uh uh, space for businesses to occupy and yet they're still vacant. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, cause who can afford
0: that, yeah. you know, they want to keep the, the, that market high. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, well, I mean, there's, there's pretty impressive stuff out there though. Like that's the, uh, like Culver studios has like crazy, um, like the, all of that area is all like film and tech people, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's only gotten more and more like that. Right. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Uh, yeah right there on Washington all all of that yeah, space yeah. is all tech and it, stuff.
0: But probably but it's probably popular for that reason mm-hmm. because there is that that train station, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I remember um I just would take it all the way to to lo- to to the pier and just like Yeah go hang out over there, which is was really nice. I, I remember when they were putting in, and I've said this before, but I was like, so excited. I was like, oh, they're putting a train station for us. And I was like, no, it's not for us. <laughs> <laughs> then I but learned the hard truths yeah. of like that, you know, cause I mean, there's gentrification in Miami, but the scale of mm-hmm. it is like ever present. I mean, it's hard to get away from it, you yeah, know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I remember like when they, I was, when I started working in Santa Monica, I came back from New York, I didn't have a car. So I would I was going to school in La Mirada, so I would take the bus from La Mirada to Santa Monica, and then get dropped off at downtown, and then take the bus from downtown LA to Santa Monica from there because they didn't have the the um, the blue line stopped there and yeah. so yeah so i wouldn't be able to take it the so i was like i can't wait till they put a train extension you know there yeah, so, yeah. and then the then they I can't wait till javier has to move right <laughs> <laughs> sorry javier
0: no no so, it's all good but it
1: was uh it was um but and then i had to, like ride my skateboard like from like bundy because the, yeah, yeah. the bus would drop you off at bundy and olympic and then i had to go to bergamont and then so um, oh damn yeah okay so i had to like skate but i bring my skateboard and i'd like skateboard from there but luckily like mark Moore, when i worked for him like he lived in orange i think at the time and so he'd give me a ride back to la mirada from there so it was great because i was able to like pick his brain and just you know he's like just use me as like an encyclopedia about the art world yeah i've been around for like 30 plus years you know more than
0: that so yeah i like people like that yeah because it's like it is it's um it's nice when people acknowledge that like you, we, we might not have some more, <laughs> anything else yeah. to really talk about Like, and it just, it's just the best use of your time. Oh, it
1: is. It was amazing. You know, it like that me not having a car was just like the best educational tool ever because I sat in the car, you know, I, did, I get these rides from these people that were just these, uh, you know, huge, um you know, and so instrumental in my career and in my, in my art education, you know, mm. into like the real life of what other art world was, you know, not in the context of like, um, uh, from school. You know, so, yeah.
0: And do you, are you first generation? How many generations are you? Uh, oh, uh, or, are you? I mean, I'm assuming you're not like a white guy from Michigan. No, no?
1: Loya. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, God, I'm like fourth generation. Fourth generation. Yeah, so yeah. you're not a Spanish speaker. No, no, not at all. Uh, my parents don't even speak Spanish. My mom was, uh, well, my family, Loya comes from the Basque country. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, so and that's where my grandfather was from, and then my my dad's mom was from Chihuahua, Mexico, and then my mom's mom was from so you're, Madrid. You're, and then, so yeah. wait,
0: your dad's dad? Wait, who was the one from the Basque? For the Basque. My dad's dad. Your dad's yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. So he's a conquistador. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> yeah, <so> pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, and um, then uh,
1: but you know and then but they, my grandma and he grew up. I can't remember the name of this. It's a copper mine town in Arizona they both i'm blanking on the name of it it'll come to me but anyways but that's where they were from and then yeah and my grandma's family came from madrid spain and then um yeah and then, and then but, the, but everyone was born like the, my grandma was born in albuquerque new mexico and then grew up in watts and then my mom grew up in compton mm-hmm. and so yeah and my dad grew up in downey so you know and they all worked for in the aerospace industry so, oh wow yeah
0: so um it was crazy is was can I ask you a dumb question sure. about Snoop Dogg? Is okay. there like a bad part of LBC? <laughs>
1: Long Beach has like yeah, it's it's interesting because it's so there's so much diversity there in the city where it's like you can go one block, you know, two blocks this way, and it's like a really nice neighborhood, and you go the next block, you know, one block over, and it's. Not you know, okay. and then and so it's it's so broken up, but um, but yeah, I mean it has, so, it has so it's so pockets, yeah. 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 North Long Beach, yeah,
0: it's just because I go to Long Beach and I'm like, I mean, I get that he likes <laughs> to to rep the neighborhood, but it doesn't seem as tough because I know he also talks about like you know be, it being in the hood, so yeah. So there are like really oh, rough yeah. areas. Okay. yeah, yeah. There I'm are good. there are very
1: yeah very. Yeah. It's not
0: all Orange County.
1: No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Long Beach has its own its own vibe, you know, and so
0: uh, which I think is, what, is what makes Long Beach
1: no, it's, it's long. long it's, Beach. It's, it's LA County. LA, so,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's got that like San, San Pedro like mm-hmm. like uh reach. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's like a, yeah. <laughs> like a pair of testicles yeah. hanging off of LA.
1: <laughs> exactly. Sorry. But No, think, like, like yeah, the uh, the harbor like is right there. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and So the that's set, why it's still yeah, and the seven ten drops you know right right there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's um yeah, so it's still LA County. Like long, the Orange County line is like you know, it's right there too, but it's a little bit, uh,
0: stellar. are there bad neighborhoods in Orange County? Cause the, the, the perception is that it's like, it's like ritzy, but not quite like Palisades. Yeah. I mean, like there's like some
1: pockets I would say, like, you know, there's like
0: I, I'm trying to think. I just want a, a a county that I can just diss on for being rich. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's it really is interesting to me to especially talking always talking to people who are from here. You know, because like Pico Union, uh yeah. You know, you know Josh uh, Vasquez probably mm-hmm. if you know Elmer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's from Pico Union, and like Pico Union is like a happening part of town. You, yeah. uh, kind of now, you know, it's like it's still in the hip, like, uh, rain, you know, it's not quite. Uh, uh gotten gentrified yet right. completely like you can still but it is one of those art like one of those art buzz kind of areas you yeah know? like where like there are galleries and whatnot so it's interesting to hear yeah as like because i mean it's also nice to have been here long enough to remember like the era of mm-hmm. of culver city right yeah. like you know it, la is so interesting how it, it moves one of the things that i know that that uh mario was saying was that um the um bergamot was like really happening and when i got here was it was also just dying Mm -hmm. out you know so yeah it's interesting to think about the glory days of these places you know
1: i mean there's that great book l uh what is it is it is it it called is it la la land or la land and it it came out like in 2001 and uh it's all about the chinatown scene you know the la art scene from there and that that's such a wonderful like you know a book and a piece of of like of, of la history yeah. you know there and then yeah it was interesting to watch it go from like chinatown and then to like in, in bergamont and then culver then all the galleries moved from bergamont to culver city and occupying that space and then now i guess it's west hollywood uh-huh. i
0: guess is like the new oh, spot. west hollywood is oh yeah i guess because that's the, actually that is what mario was saying because okay. that's where regen and, yeah. and 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 all of those places mm-hmm. are
1: and then even like now, even like on West Adams is like populating now with more galleries. Really, West so, Adams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like that place on um, Washington and Adams. Well, like, I mean, it makes
0: sense know? because that's where like delicious pizza is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like it yeah. still has that like wherever there's like hipstery cool, you know, right? but not like cringe hipstery, but like actually like cozy. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. difference.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it, it's, uh, it's in, in um. There's an artist. Uh, do you remember John Malay? Oh he, uh, he used to he's a LA painter, abstract painter. I uh, used to show with like mm. Ace projects and um but anyways, but he's had a studio there for many years, you know. Mm. I remember visiting him, I think in like two 2000- thousand 16 2017 and he was like oh yeah watch." He's like there was a co the first coffee shop had moved in you know mm-hmm. on that street and he's like watch he's like it's just gonna go and yeah. i was like really i was like you know because uh, i mean it was pretty you know there's a lot of vacant buildings there and just not it didn't look like it was gonna, anything was gonna happen and sure enough you know three or four years later it's just Roman, yeah. so um, no i mean to...
0: that's the the that that's what people in in Boyle heights were protesting oh, yeah <laughs> they were yeah. protesting not the starbucks that no. opened up but like the the small coffee shops yeah yeah it yeah. is it it is crazy it it happens slower than you think yeah but it does happen mm-hmm. and it's consistent you mm-hmm. know like you just see it yeah um i know it's and then like uh suhiro just had to move from little tokyo oh so like so it it, it I, people are getting, are worried that little Tokyo is going to like lose. It's like mm. kind of little Tokyo-ness. Yeah. Uh, cause like, I hadn't p- read that g- yeah. generational, um, generational, like restaurant, or I don't know if they're generational, but like sure. they've staples right. of, of little Tokyo are having to move because of, for similar reasons to why you had to close the, yeah. the space down. Yeah. So you had a pretty good run then. So you were from 2013 to 2018. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I moved
1: and I was, then I had a space I was doing a couple pop-ups in silver Lake. And my mm. friend, um, right when I closed, she had reached out to me and was like, "Hey, like I'm renting a space on Rampart and Beverly, and I mm. um, and it has like a like a storefront, and then I'm using just the office in the back. But if you need a space, like you can use it, you know." And I was like, "Oh, great!" And I kind of reshaped the um my business model where I was like looking at my sales numbers and was like, you know, like. I'm selling everything online, essentially, you know, I was just, you know, I'd send out and then like, and so I'm like, why? And I've sold maybe 10 things from people who have walked in over my entire five year run that have walked in off the street and bought something. So I'm like, why am I here? You know, I realized that I'm just having this space for validation, you know, and just to be, to have a space. And, um, and then, so anyway, so I kind of reshaped it where I just had the shows open for two weeks. Um, I would do the, I would rent the space for two weeks where I would just do the setup for a week and then do the opening and then leave it open for a week and then shut it down and then sell everything online after that. Like do a Shopify and uh-huh. do it that way. And that was working out great. Cause my overhead reduced down from like, I think when I was leaving the space, it was like 3,500 and that wasn't including bills. Wow. So, and I, and even the production of the shows, I mean, like, no, you know, no, it was I like, mean
0: the budget wise. So you, you, you had to sell stuff Yeah, oh, yeah, oh <laughs> just I mean, based like, on did, the do, overhead. Yeah. Just
1: doing a show alone was like, you know, it was easily over 10 K, you know, every wow. time we did a show, um, for like the length, we would do shows for, I think, um, what was it? Eight weeks. So it was like wow. two months, two months rent on that and then shipping and everything else installation and you know um the opening all those things you know uh flying the artists out whatever whatever wow. expenses were in there so it was at least ten thousand dollars per show and then i reduced my and you overhead. were doing one a month uh it was like one every two months every two so, months. yeah so it was just like constantly just like you wow know, dude. like yeah it was crazy but uh but yeah but reduced my overhead down to like i think $600, you know, for a show, whatever, from 10K to 600. And then you bought a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is great. So, and then I got, yeah, and then I applied to the museum because I was like doing that kind of part time. And there was a part time position up the, opened up at the museum. And so I was like, oh, I'll apply to that. And then I can do this gallery thing on, this, you know, because I was working, I was essentially working from home. And I had my first son. So he was like brand new. And yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, I can just be home with him. And then I can work from home and then do the, you know, kind of manage both. And then, yeah, and then the museum actually were like, we think, they were opening up their downtown campus, which they hadn't announced yet. But mm. they were like, I went in for an interview, and like, actually, we think you might be better. We need somebody to help activate this new space that we're that we're getting. Mm. Um, and it's in downtown Long Beach, and we think with your experience with your gallery, you can help us, you know, do that. So I was like, sure. So I just I took the job at the museum, but then I had to put the gallery side, you know, and I was so, like, that's so, fine.
0: But I mean, what I'm getting here is that your credentials for the Long Beach Museum are pretty, you know, something happens to me like an idiot. Once I meet somebody yeah. that has a job that used to seem impressive, Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's easy to get because <laughs> Paul, Paul does it. But then <laughs> I'm like, now I'm here and I'm like, oh, you ate shit for like five years. <laughs> yeah, more, I mean, it's like, it's just interesting because
1: too, it's, like. Is, was, it,
0: is it Which is more stressful. I, mean, I would imagine the gallery, like the $10,000 shows were more stressful than oh, yeah. the nonprofit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah you know um
1: but there comes like a lot of you know i think that there comes with a lot of responsibility with like the shows that we put on you know and oh, yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. it's just like it's because you know you're just it you know when you're doing the gallery and the commercial side of it it's just like you're just selling product you know essentially yeah, yeah. you know just simplify it but um along with ideas but with the museum it's like yeah you have to like you know think about how this is going to benefit the museum there's all these other aspects and different components that go into putting a show together so um, but you're but not going
0: to be showing piss christ anytime <laughs> soon right so <laughs> uh,
1: what if i could it's amazing <laughs> so uh but yeah no, it, it's it's been it's been wonderful to to be there and um but yeah you know i think it's it's interesting cause i've had like you know i've worked in i've been doing my job for like 20 years now, you know, 20 wow, plus man. job, you know, being in the art world and just kind of learning. And from the time I stepped foot into a gallery and deciding that this is what I wanted to do, it's been like, yeah, you know, almost like 20 plus years. So it's like... That
0: sounds... I mean, that sounds amazing, but it also sounds exhausting.
1: Yeah. As someone who's who's
0: been doing this for just a little while and doesn't even install shows. Yeah. Just like <laughs> as people come over to talk to him about yeah. their experience, I'm like, God damn. I mean, yeah. this scene is it's it's great and there's a lot of really interesting and good people, but it's yeah. like it's it's exhausting just be just geographically, mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. you came from Long Beach to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. It was great. You know, it's like, like oh it's
1: like I left at like 3 oh, 30 wow, i was like okay wow. like i mean just to get try i got a coffee and stuff before so i was like i yeah, got yeah. here a little early but um but it, it's fine you know i think my commuting from like la mirada to santa monica and just kind of making la the size of your th- you know like really like from my commuting so many years because i spent yeah, like yeah. 13 years commuting from long beach to santa monica just sitting on the 405 just in that grind like every day and before podcasts were around really, So I'm just sitting there listening to like Mark and Brian from KLOS and like, (laughs) you know, just anything to like, yeah, it was, it was brutal, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's good, but it's been great.
0: Well, I mean, I'd like, I literally have a fight with myself every time there's a show to go to Mm, (laughs) about like staying in or going. And like that in and of itself is like, I mean, not that I've not that like, i'm sure new york has its own like problems not that i know Mm -hmm. what that experience is like but uh just like it it, you have to want it you know you have to want to be involved in this scene and and you have to be able to like it it, despite the things you don't like about it because i'm sure the list is long for anybody that participates Mm -hmm. in any kind of scene right like you, you have your like your things where you're like constantly like do I care enough? And you're like, fuck, I do.
1: <laughs> it's who you want to support, you know, yeah, and, just, yeah. and being there and just being showing up for, you know, it was yeah, just yeah. like, um, but it's, just, it, but there's no like, there's not, there's not like a centralized, like, you know, New York has the yeah, Lower yeah. East Side and Chelsea and they would have like, Thursday nights was like the art walk and everything would open on that one night. So you could hit all the things. You yeah, know? yeah. Whereas LA, like there's
0: nothing like that,
1: you know, I no, mean, no, Saturdays no. maybe, but not, really, you not know? really, not really, and not really. Like,
0: there's so more, and you can't really hit multiple things at no. once, yeah. So, so it, it's crazy, but I, I wanted to get, oh, you, unless you had a thought, no, no, go. Uh, I wanted to. So, then you're talking about the um, how you go about the like you, you've mentioned that you like the curatorial practice is a little bit different from the gallery to mm-hmm. the museum, so you have. Address the fact that it's like educational mm-hmm. and whatnot, but like, what do you have like a a core thing that you are that you as a curator like not to say philosophy, but mm-hmm. like but something in the realm of that you know after I gave the show at the Hammer <laughs> <a> shit <laughs> like do you have a curatorial philosophy? Yeah. <laughs> but but do you, do is there like like what is the the main drive of your interest? Because it seems like especially if I'm going off of like ordinary people mm-hmm. and things like that, do yeah. you you do have like. You are uniquely from this area, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. do you do you work with artists from other places? Do you have interests in that, like, um, or is the Long Beach Museum mostly local, historical kind of perspectives and dialogues?
1: Mostly, it's Southern California, like you know. So in general, we, yeah. Okay. We kind of go across that, and I've been trying to like really integrate you know long beach into the fabric of the la art scene yeah which i think is
0: is like important because yeah yeah.
1: because it's like oh like you were people uh, and one of the things when being from long beach and working in la my in my career was like like oh you live around here you know around santa monica or in la and i was like oh no i live in long beach like oh that place I've heard of that place, you know, like it's like this other, you know, and I was like, and so I was also like, oh, that's interesting. And so I would also, my drive has been like, oh, making sure like to integrate it more, you know, and bring in from, bring in LA artists to Long Beach. And so people can come to Long Beach and see, and also like, know that L that Long Beach is part of LA County. Like, you know, it's just down to seven ten. Um, it's actually a lot easier to get to than people
0: think, especially during the hours that you would go see art, Yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And
1: we have a beautiful restaurant that's on campus too. So you can come and have lunch, you know, and, um, and make kind of a day of it. There's tons of things to do in Long Beach. So, um, but I think like my generally, like, I like to, when I think about shows, yeah, I, I, I think about shows like and how they can connect to like everybody. You know how like Mm. it's not just for a specific audience. You know or like or to yeah a specific demographic. It's like everybody can connect with it. You know my you know my dad was a uh, my dad's a microbiologist. You know comes Mm. from the science world. You know and so for him to understand what I was doing was like kind of abstract. Like you want to do what? And I was like, you know, and I was like, you know, I, when I was like practicing art, like laying on the ground in the driveway, like smoking a cigarette and like looking at a painting, like you know, upside down. It's was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And I was like, you know, as he comes home with his like tie on this little badge yeah. from his, from his laboratory. And, um, and I was like, I'm making our dad, you know, he's like, whatever, dude. Like, you know, so did you, get, did you ever
0: have a breakthrough moment? with Yeah, him? no, we okay, did. When okay. I, when
1: I lived in New York, he came and, uh, and I had to like put together a show. And so he was like helping do the setup and just kind of like got it. He was like, oh, this is what you want to do. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was like, cool. Like you get it. And so he just saw, you know, the possibilities of that and seeing me in my environment, you know, and just like, and like, and how I was, my mind was just like thriving that he was like, oh, this is what you want to do. So, um, so that was really cool. But uh how old were you when
0: that happened? How long did you have to wait? gosh <laughs> I was like
1: I think I was like twenty two and I think I was, oh, yeah, that's not too bad. Not yeah, too yeah, bad, yeah, but yeah. I was still
0: like I mean that was like from like lucky eight, like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like eighteen <laughs> till twenty two. it took about like four. But you still you know, they're my parents are always like very supportive of my interest in art, especially yeah, my mom yeah. and stuff. So but um so with that I always think about my my parents and just like how how like how would they connect with this show? You know, is yeah. it something that is accessible for them? Like will they get the gist of it? And um and dealing also, like, I think one of the first shows I did at the museum was, um, like, you know, finding connecting points. what like, was like Leroy Granis, who was a photographer from, um, Palos Verdes mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh in Hermosa beach. And, uh, and he, he was a part of the Palos Verdes surf club, but he shows with like M&B gallery and mm-hmm. does all these like, wonderful photos from the 1950s, 60s and early seventies of like the surf culture, you know, but in, in his, his son lives like right in San Pedro still, you know? Oh, wow. And so there's like all these, there's like actually a photo that we dug up for that show of like the Palace Verdes surf club, like sitting in front, like just down the beach from the museum, you know, with all their surfboards when there were waves in long beach, like in that, in the Harbor right there. So, um, anyway, so like to like, Wait, you know, there, there aren't waves in long beach anymore. No, there's a break wall. Oh. So there's a break because, because of the, uh, of the tanker ships that come in. Oh, okay. So there's that. So they, they made a break. wall. I forgot what year there's always been like, I forgot what year they built that, but they're always trying to, um, get signatures to like tear down the break wall. You always hear rumors. They're going to take their break down. There's, there's going to be waves again in Long Beach, you know, <laughs> but there's like, there's like, oh, there's like islands in Long Beach, again, like that Harbor that are actually like, uh, they're like faux islands that are actually oil um, drills. Oh Remember wow! Those, yeah, I don't know.
0: I'm not familiar. Uh, but okay. that. I
1: mean, when you come, you'll see them. They're like right. They're literally right outside of but, the museum.
0: Oh yeah. wow!
1: But they're in they're they're close. When I was little, I was like, oh, people live on that island. It looks like a hotel. Yeah. But yeah. it's really just a huge tower. That's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, and so. Um, but anyway, so, 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 so thinking about those type of things, like how can the, how can the general audience, you know, that if, a if somebody who is not into, who's visiting the museum for the first time, like, how are they going to, can they connect with the show and can they connect with the narrative of the exhibition? So,
0: yeah. And then it, I mean, just a quick question about like. Any anything that people don't know about the art market when you were running, like or mm. running a, a an art gallery like that? Because yeah. it sounds like you were. You, I mean, just based on location, it sounds like you were doing pretty good. Especially if your budgets are ten grand, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. I was like, I was like skimming by. Yeah, I was I mean, making. No, <laughs> I, I don't imagine you were making crazy profit, no. but you were. But like, like what kind of like what price point were you guys selling stuff uh, at? Like, um, I think like. 15, 15 K or no, is that, no I no, mean, no. sometimes, I mean, some, depending on, depending on scale, on the scale of it,
1: but mostly everything would start. I wanted to make it accessible. So okay. like, so like, you've
0: always had that ethos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's always been like, you know, like making, cause I was just, you know, I started collecting art when I was, you know, uh, in my early twenties, you know, just like, I just was like, oh, like, you know, I, cause I worked in the galleries be like, oh, I want to buy this. And they'd put me like on payment plans or something like that, you know, to buy, so I started collecting young. And so I just kind of knew the power of that and how you could part, how it's important for, as a collector to participate in the ecosystem of the art world, you Mm. know, and like supporting artists and what that means and how far that, how far that one purchase can go, you know? Um, and so without uh, it,
0: there is no ultimately no infrastructure Exactly, yeah. yeah
1: and so uh so i always wanted to like implement that within you know the um the uh the stru- the foundation of the mu- of the gallery so
0: yeah um well so- it's cool that you could that you could go to like blum and poe and then next door yeah <laughs> or, you know just down the down the way just get something for for much less. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly so it was like you know and and i mean it was still within i understood like the like what was an like a little bit of a stretch, you know, where it made it special to buy. Where, yeah, you know, like, really, yeah. It was like, like $800 to like $900 was like, you're like, eh, I can, you know, I can kind of like drain my savings, whatever to yeah. buy this. But then I have this like really cool thing, you yeah, know, yeah. where it wasn't like something where like, I'm, you know, I remember it was like a, a gallery down the way that was selling like prints for like 25 bucks, you know, and it's like there, there isn't that it, devalues yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, it's a different thing. And so, um, uh, uh So anyway, so yeah, so that was that was what we did. So but nice. it was like it was like nine hundred to like yeah to like I think we had pieces that were like yeah fourteen 000 to fifteen thousand dollars, you know. And so yeah, yeah, and we would take those. We do we would do Miami. We did like Pulse Art Fair when it, oh, nice. that was like a yeah, yeah, yeah. a popular fair. It's not um, it's it's defunct now. I think I don't know if it's even around anymore. I don't that's think a, so. That's, no, yeah. I
0: remember it, but it, yeah, I like because I used to live out there. Yeah, but, yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, um, they had a really great director, Helen Toomer
0: um who runs it's not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunate yeah. kid right i'm joking right. i would just do that to her every day if i was her <laughs> classmate oh, <God. laughs> She, she runs the, I think she runs the New York
1: photography fair now, but brilliant, wonderful oh, burning woman. bridges, right? Before I meet people. right? <laughs> don't get a photographer. Don't apply to her fair, so, uh, but no, but she's a, uh, she's great. And so it was really strong when under her, uh, under her directorship. And, yeah. um, and so we did that fair. So we'd bring like the expensive things there, you know? And so, and, and when I worked for, Peter Fetterman, that was interesting because we had, uh, he did so many fairs that I learned how to like cut, you know, how to cut costs on doing the fairs. So, mm-hmm. you know, how to get like the cheapest booth and negotiate lights and, you know, cause they just nickel and dime everything out of you, you know? So
0: yeah. are they, do the, do fairs tend to be that profitable? I mean, you, you would think that they are, I but think I've
1: so. really, I don't like- know. I mean,
0: I don't know what the, I don't know the, the. Did you have like like sales success at those events? I broke even, so I guess yes. (laughs) But you got exposure, so then it ends up being paying Mm -hmm. off like that. Yeah, because I don't know. It's hard to imagine. It's such a non-conducive. Like yeah. it, it, like booths are not conducive to art viewing, no. right? Like especially the like Basel itself, the convention center, yeah. like it's exhausting, it's so dude. exhausting. It's like like you you know you you go to a museum and you get tired, and you and then you go to a Basel and you're like, oh my god, like art, like looking at art is tired. It is even in that much art,
1: you're just like whoa, like your brain just like you feel so drained. And when we go with the museum, we'll go to you know sometimes we'll go. Well, usually we do Basel in one day, and that's just that's just that yeah. day, but. Some days we'll do two fairs, you know, and that's really brutal. And- the
0: the problem is that it's it's two two days it's three days back to back. Mm-hmm. And then uh like you know, like I know people that have that just didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no. No, but the traffic at this point to get into into South Beach is so bad. Yeah. Like it went to Miami Beach, not South Beach. Yeah. Uh is so bad that like you yeah like i went last year and i was just like i don't want to go like i don't want to drive down there again because it's like i don't know miami miami just doesn't have the infrastructure for the traffic that it's grown in the last 10 years yeah it's crazy i mean
1: going down collins is just like yeah, by yeah. thursday night like you can't even move and brickle is insane yeah. too mm. I mean,
0: brickle used to be nothing dude like the, it used to be like there <laughs> it was crazy i there's like all this skyline mm. all the, you know near a tobacco road and all of that yeah. like which is like it's it, it if you had it's it was happening when I was living there, but then I like I left for ten years and I came back and I'm like, wow. oh my shit, oh my god, you know. <laughs> my favorite joke to tell while I was over there, which everyone probably is annoyed with, is that oh, the, the brickles gonna make a really nice uh, coral reef eventually because <laughs> <laughs> right? it's like all they're developing all this stuff and it's just sinking. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: That's wild. Yeah, it is crazy. It'd be interesting for you to have. You hope you get Mario on the show, Vasquez no I, mario uh uh um yabara jr oh yeah yeah yeah. because yeah, yeah. Uh, he you know we, he and i were having an interesting conversation about when he would go to Basel, but like in 2001 mm-hmm. you know and really going there early yeah. when like Basel was like you know just yeah an that's infant.
0: before i i really like cared about yeah. art yeah. at all you know <laughs> so
1: he was like he's like yeah like you know like we were me and i forgot who it was like his buddy like the only guys you know the only chicano artists like out there you know yeah, it's yeah. Just like so um it's it's interesting, so yeah, yeah. I would be interested to hear his take on that. You know, no, you know, swap stories.
0: And it and it, as it gets bigger and bigger, it becomes more of a, like a celebrity oh, thing, yeah. you know. So it's it's the parties cra- are wild. I mean, it's just like I remember going to like
1: a couple of parties where it was like, you know, you had to go into this hotel and like through this back door and then like down a set of stairs and then there was like another like. Oh, yeah. There's like yeah. a huge mob of people that were just like, wait, like, I don't even know how they were chosen to go to this party. But then, like, you go down, then it's like this a vacant theater. Yeah. You know, and you're like, what? Like, how does this exist? And how did this party even have, Like, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, how did you hear about this? party? You know, just my friend who like invited me to go to this thing. He's like, oh, so and so. And I don't know, but everyone's just like, yeah, just kind of trying to get their way into some type of function there. It's kind of crazy.
0: I remember when I was a kid like fat Joe was doing an interview on, on MTV and <laughs> <I know>, all right. <laughs> and, uh, and he like, and he was like, like they were talking about Miami and he was like, he was like, nah, nah, we grew up in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing like that. And I was like, and then that's when I was like, ah, yes, yeah, that yeah. is probably very correct. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like everybody is like, I, it, there is something weird about that place. It's just like, uh, it, it it is uh like you know there are neighborhoods that are not great right. and and there are really really poor people but I don't think I f- I get the feeling like when I'm out here in L A that even today there's like much more poverty you know I mean like mm. especially you know just yeah. just now walking down the streets is it worse like has L A gotten like harder do you think for people to yeah. to like survive in? so
1: absolutely I so, mean even the time that I've yeah I mean it's just um. It's gotten a lot worse. So definitely. it's worse
0: than the nineties, which is like considered like the worst. I mean, not, I not in terms of gang violence, but yeah. in terms of like poverty, I,
1: you know, I can't really speak to that because I was statistics, like, I was, yeah. Cause, yeah, cause I was like, I was so young at that time, you yeah, know, yeah. that time I wasn't coming up here the way I am now, you know, yeah, and yeah. experiencing it. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it's even, but from the time when I've been commuting to LA, it's gotten like far more, far worse. Miami
0: today does not have that. Really? Yeah. That's in fact, it's awful to say, but one of the things that I'm excited to, to go on vacation for is just take a break from like, you know, being in a city that has so much of that, Mm -hmm. like, and just like, it's like, it really does wear on you. Mm -hmm. I think that that is part of the other thing that like. You know, you have to drive far. And then, like, I'm trying to figure out why it is that I want to go on vacation mm-hmm. from LA. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to leave. I love the city, yeah. you know, but, but there is something about it that's just kind of like, yeah, wearing on you, you know? We're, you moved to Culver City first. That was your first yeah. spot. Culver City, I think. The, i think the other thing is that i'm so close to the highway yeah that like i feel i can feel like the air is like not the best you know like so when i was in culver city i don't think i felt as yeah. as like you know it's a little it feels like it's sunnier over there for some reason
1: yeah it's a little it's like a mini suburb yeah type yeah. of thing yeah that's a nice little vibe to it
0: yeah so. i mean but then that also gets tired but yeah. that's very similar to miami yeah. i think you yeah. Know? yeah which is very uh anyway we're just talking geography now do you do you do you have anything that you want to that that you haven't that i have maybe haven't thought of Gosh. anything that is on your mind that you want to say while you still have a chance <laughs> as i'm closing the door right. on your platform it's time to go paul your time is up well we've been talking so, for like an hour and 18 really? so yeah usually wow. i usually i ask that question around an hour
1: yeah that's
0: good you know it's a good uh give, have, have give people, a good vibe yeah give people an option to say something if they want or just be yeah. like um oh, I'm, I'm no i i'm covered it <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i mean you have some really great great questions so it's been fun Thanks, chatting man. with you yeah, yeah it just came off very easy but i mean uh i mean i guess just come and see this show at ordinary people i think it's like a it's a really fantastic <laughs> exhibition and i think it's a wonderful you know and the the title comes from angela davis's book um freedom is a constant struggle which was the um uh, the epitaph of the whole show which was like yeah ordinary people taking a critical stance amongst yeah. their reality and i thought that was like a beautiful sentiment you know and cause i was thinking about the title for the show for a very long time it was called something else i can't remember the original title but um it was he remembers
0: I, he just doesn't want to say it.
1: <laughs> it was like it was like and it had this title for like a really long time and it was like God, i gotta think of something and i was rereading i was trying to find a quote to put on the wall you know from her uh from dr davis and um and when i reread i had highlighted that and reread ordinary people ordinary people taking a critical stance and i was like whoa like that's you know i love the power of that and just like and and especially speaking to the organizations that were participating i was like each one of these organizations like they have each have such a uh a commitment to their community you know Mm -hmm. and what they're doing and just like putting their community first above what them, but then using art as a vehicle to do that, which I think is a beautiful sentiment, like, you know, and um, I think it just speaks to the power of art and what we can do with it. And uh, um, that's not just like painting on a canvas, you know, it's not it's not these traditional ways of creating art that you can do so much more with it, especially with like Crenshaw Dairy Mart, using it as an activism platform, you know, yeah. and doing that um, and what they're doing with helping change, you know, hoping to strive forward and changing legislation and such. So, yeah. And-
0: well, it's interesting because it ties back like, because you're not you're not uh, dumbing down the shows. Mm-mm. You're making them accessible, which mm-hmm. is which is something that I respect. You Thank know? you. Because uh, I feel like that's the difference between your wall text and the and the hammer show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, because Thank you. no, uh, like it's it's and then that's the other thing that I find interesting about even just the um, the made in L.A. show. Going back to the whole thing of it being a survey of Los Angeles, there mm-hmm. are there are so many artists that are not from here and they don't necessarily have like that kind of uh critical discipline Mm -hmm. in terms of socially conscious uh you know like or or maybe don't even know who Angela Davis is Mm -hmm. right uh and and it it is it's interesting like that's what's interesting about that show it does it accounts for that Mm -hmm. which which I respect but I feel like people from LA Mm -hmm tend to have a very, very particular spe- experience of the city that it's almost like, it's almost like you have to be from somewhere else to make art here and not mm-hmm. talk about things that are social, right? Like right. It's, it's, cause it's a fucking disaster. I yeah. mean, it's a beautiful disaster, but <laughs> yeah. it really, it it really is, you yeah. know, like it's insane, Yeah, you know, like, and and part of that insanity is why it's so great to live here yeah. it's it's, it's kind of like times square in the 70s oh kind gosh, of vibe yeah. you know yeah. but like it's like yeah. hey something's not right and then i think maybe out of that comes like people taking care of each other that yeah. thing about you were talking about community cuz there are so, like i don't what as horrifying as some of the stuff that happens out here is like the, there's also mutual aid groups that i don't see anywhere else mm-hmm. like i i mean not to dig on cubans but i I, but they they would definitely they're they're definitely interested in supporting people that come like you know refugials that come Mm -hmm. that are just fresh off the boat like and stuff like that but um but the experience is different here you know like the 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 politics are different for 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 very different reasons like you know like like uh cubans got access to the country you guys are kind of getting pushed out you know like mexicans are getting pushed out of their own land right right so it's it's an interesting thing yeah but but over here like yeah man just like i've not i've i've not uh, i don't know if that shit happens in new york the same way Mm -hmm. but that that like i i know that in the midwest it happens because of the because of the tradition of like labor. Oh right, yeah. You know, like in places like Detroit, there's a lot of mutual yeah. aid stuff. But but yeah, it is it is uh, an interesting city. Yeah. So yeah, guys, uh, definitely go check out the show. I'm gonna yeah. try to. wait. It's up until when? Uh, January 14th. Oh okay, I got yeah, time to put. It. Time. Yeah, yeah 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 for to put sure. This out.
1: Yeah I'll be good. And then um and then that last weekend that the shows up uh Crenshaw Derrim will be doing two performances there. Okay. So, yeah, Patrice Colors will be performing Stained on the 14th, and then um jailbed Drop will be performed. Um, jailbed drop will be performed on January 13th along with a panel discussion after that so cool well, and then you can go to the you can follow the museum um, at lbma.org at lbma. Um, at LBMA is the is the handle on Instagram, and um, you can follow there for programming details and things like that. Because we'll be doing um, talks, you know, throughout and you, the that run that
0: you host, right? Yeah, that
1: I host. Yeah, that I, I took it sit down and talk with the artists, which is always fun to do, and just kind of like
0: when I saw you doing that, I was like, okay, future guest yeah. knows how to talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know. It's just like I enjoy. Yeah, I wanted to, with that. I wanted to kind of like because you have these wonderful sit downs and these meets with these artists and studio visits, and I really wanted to bring that. Kind of sentiment a casual conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. uh to camera and bring that for the for the audience to to um to be a part of trust know? me bro I, yeah. I i relate and i yeah. support it you <laughs> yeah. know yeah we need it's an fun. army of us yeah. we need
0: we need all the podcasts in the how world many, to... how many podcasts have you done now i'm on uh, well number 200 is coming wow. out in three weeks cool so, yeah. congratulations thank you it's amazing I,
1: like i said i really enjoy watching your show and watch it and listen to it on the way home thank and you and so man. i really appreciate um, what you're doing and the, and the guests that you're bringing on i think it's a very diverse and, and just wonderful array of la people you know yeah. is it all
0: la people that you bring on uh no i mean i try to talk to people outside of the yeah. la scene okay uh but i mean like the majority of people just because of proximity you yeah. know but i but i do try to get referrals from people from other towns you yeah know? like because I, I also am curious about how other cities sure. do the do the scene but la is also a really important place you yeah. know like like i'm getting to the point where i'm like Well, I can't buy property here, so (laughs) but I still wanna like keep a foot here, you know, like until until I can't afford to live here, you know, because it is it is expensive. I'm rent controlled, so I'm like, oh, nice, nice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) until that shit falters, I'm in LA, (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) But, But I think it's like it's interesting because I think you can cover like I think our age group in the way the years that we came up in the art world is a very interesting time where we've seen such change oh yeah you know and um and a shift in things and i think being able to bring the guests on that you have are speaking yeah, yeah. to that you know and i think it's wonderful to kind of have that um uh that oral history that you're creating so, thank you yeah. i really
0: that is a very very that's very good compliment from a very yeah. qualified individual <laughs> thank you <laughs> so i will take that to heart cool. and and when i have those moments of self-doubt i'll be like <laughs> i'll be like people are listening <laughs> people want to listen. they are absolutely so um well cool yeah. and then uh your personal one is oh. if you want to see this gentleman yeah. uh, uh, uh how, in in running marathon attire <laughs> with your cute nephews yeah
1: those are yeah <laughs> my kid oh yeah my nephews yeah, yeah yeah so uh i'm just at paul loya um i tried to post art stuff on there but mostly it's my family but <laughs> which is interesting but uh and running so yeah my other love. My,
0: my dyslexic brain has such a hard time not making your two the the l from your oh, paul right. and, and if, <laughs> paul <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like no no you know you know how like you sometimes with screen names you don't really read yeah. them until you read them and you're like oh shit <laughs> it's two L's. i know when i was like
1: when i was making art and i was like signing i was like oh this is so cool because it's all the two l's like stand up and i was like this is yeah um uh contextually wise. yeah this is compositionally wise this is wonderful you yeah. know and so but now it's just like yeah been it kind of followed me around so but uh, but yeah, well, cool. Well, cool. Thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate no, it, man.
0: No problem, man. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with another guest with another topic that may or may not be art related. Cool. <laughs>